Welcome, everybody. We are back with an, another artist who has been with us actually since 2019. We are so honored to bring Jamie Almarab back. And uh, you're going to you're really going to enjoy this interview. He has so much music behind him, so much experience behind him. And well, I'm going to let him talk about himself a little bit. Jamie, you want to kind of fill the uh, the listeners in about your background? I know you kind of got your start in Boston, but kind of go from there. Sure. Hi, it's great to be back. It's been a little while. Welcome, welcome. To you, yeah, um, yes. I so my 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 professional start is is up in Boston, but I'm I'm originally from New York and was one of those kids that was doing a lot of musical things throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, all that stuff. Yeah. I was a band kid, marching band, concert band. Um, I did all the various singing groups and musical theater and. I, once the bug bit me, I, I just I just loved it so much. I couldn't let go. I went to school at Northeastern University in Boston, and I put together a band for the first two years of school. And then as you get into the latter part of college, people start to really say, these are the things that are important to me. Right. And everybody, right. my original, my group then were not music majors. They were poli-sci and engineering and psychology. And they they wanted to do it more for fun where I wanted to do it for real. And rehearsal was like homework for me. All my work was based around music stuff. I had my liberal arts classes, but I wanted to be in the practice room. I wanted to be rehearsing three, four times a week because I wanted Absolutely. to have shows going on all the time. So... I talked, they're all really good friends of mine. So we talked about it and people said, look, I'm, we should let you go do your own thing. So I didn't really know what to do at that point because you're not famous, you're not well known. So how do you actually become a solo artist at that point? And I knew I wanted a full band thing. I can play piano and sing or at that time, really, really basic guitar, but I didn't think I was good enough to do that on stage. So I kind of did it as like the Jamie Ali Murad project or the Jamie Ali Murad band. And I put together a group of musicians from Northeastern and Berkeley College of Music. And we started at the bottom and it's not there anymore thanks to COVID, but there was this really rinky dink corner bar in Cambridge, Massachusetts called All Asia. And it's where all the local yokels would be and, Cool. I learned so much on that stage because people that were going to that place for 30 years, having their daily three pints or whatever it was, they would always heckle you and you'd have the, the older crowd with the college crowd not getting along and things like <laughs> that. And, and, and you had to be quick on your feet and you had to really think about how are you going to control this room? And I feel like I earned a lot of my stripes there because before that, you're in a pretty safe environment if it's a, a, a party or a town function or a campus gig. Those are your people, if you will. People are really there to support you or to have a good time. When you're at a bar full of people that are doing bar things, not everybody's going to like you. So I quickly learned how to handle myself in that environment. And then from there, I put on a really good show that it just built up pretty quickly and before i knew it i was playing maybe four nights a week in boston and we were doing all these different college events and the clubs and the bars and it got really big in a little a little more than a year i guess uh the end of my junior year throughout my my senior year 
And then when I graduated, I moved back to New York and was doing the Northeast Corridor. And I, I put out um, I put out an EP. I finished that while I was still in school. And then I did a full length the, a year later. And I started touring all over the country after that and was getting picked up on a bunch of indie radio stations and secondary market FM stations and things like that. that. And, and it, it just kind of snowballed from there. And the that industry, is. as everyone knows, just keeps evolving daily. Absolutely. So, you know, went from iTunes to Spotify, and then live is really important. Well, then now it's not so important. You got to be in this <laughs> digital presence, and it's like I don't know what. What did they decide that we have to do today? I know. What so, are the rules today? Absolutely, exactly. exactly. So that's that's kind of how I really got it rolling. Well, we have a very exciting announcement for for everyone out there who hasn't figured it out yet. But you have made the cover of Heart of Indie magazine. Yeah, that is that is so, so cool. You know, there's a lot yeah. that goes into that decision. So congratulations on that. How do you feel? I feel amazing. And thank you so much for that. That is that's such an honor. It's it's such a great opportunity to be able to expose more of my music and story to people. And that, that's what it's all about. Music is storytelling. It's it's a feeling. And exactly. To, exactly. Uh, to have that to have that recognition from you. I, I mean, I don't take that lightly. I greatly appreciate it because there's so many talented artists involved with heart of indie radio and i've met some really incredible people through you and uh, it's just a pleasure and a thrill to to be able to grace the cover so thank you for that well it's an honor for us too to have you as a signed featured artist with us but that's not what got you there you know you are such an inspiration to so many independent artists out there who are just getting their start and they, they've kind of got their eye on jamie what's jamie doing maybe i need to try that you know and we'll kind of explore that in a minute but you have put out some really great music and the listeners love you so that again there's so many components so many dynamics that go in, into making the decision in terms of who goes on the covers so congrats congratulations that is awesome you know we can't help but catch those images behind you half a million streams and a million oh, streams yeah. yeah talk about that for a second well these sort of things, um, I used to never want to display that stuff. And, you know, I have my own place and everything. And I, I made a very conscious effort, actually, just before the pandemic. One of my New Year's resolutions from 2019 into 2020 was to do a better job celebrating the small stuff and the medium stuff and the big stuff. I used right. to receive praise and accolades and be like oh yeah cool whatever i need to what's the next thing i was always focused on exactly. what was next and uh i i started to think more and more of the the ferris bueller line from the end of the film that you know life passes you by if you don't stop and smell the roses you're going to miss it and i i realized as i had been going through these various phases and steps of my career i wasn't appreciating myself as much as i could have i was appreciating the moment itself but at times when you're in it you don't actually fully understand or grasp how cool a situation or a scenario might be and i've had the thrill and pleasure to work with several of my musical heroes and you're like wow this is so cool so and so is there but then it's over before you know it you know sometimes you think oh i'm going into the studio or i'm going to play these shows and it's going to last forever and then it's <laughs> done i mean there have been plenty of times of working on a song and you romanticize about the studio and, and then it's done it's like well that's it we got it you did really that's it yeah oh okay well, i guess it's done a little bit you anticlimactic know? isn't it a little bit a little bit so i've been going through a lot in my life personally and professionally you know in the late 20 teens so 
at the end of 19, I was thinking for the new decade, I really have to focus on this. And uh, this album, the, the artwork is, is behind me. I had just put it out and it was really starting to pick up steam. And my plans for 2020 were to really hit the road for the first time in years. And I had things lined up throughout the country and i played the first show in las vegas and i was ready to head to south by southwest and they said no you're not and uh, life changed a little bit oh my goodness well you know there's good news coming forward though you got two brand new tracks out there break the fall and give a little loving you want to yeah. talk about those for just a minute because those sure. are brand new yeah yeah and uh, they've they're part of something that i started last year i work with uh, Ross Finelli, who's a, a Grammy nominated songwriter, producer, arranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's an unbelievable person. He's I've grown very close to him. I, I told him he's like my uncle at this point. And um, he's been someone that's looking out for me a lot. The, some of the older tracks like brighter days and not ready to say goodbye from, from this record. I, I did those with him too. And we went into the studio with a really focused agenda. I said, look, I, I want to have a little bit more upbeat stuff. I want really good things for the live show. And I, I want to grab the audience more. What um, this record, This Is Tomorrow Calling, did was really showcase a lot of what I can do musically. But the two singles were the songs that he produced. And I said, we should take that momentum and try and build off of it. So we went in there and we wrote about, I think, 20-ish songs. And we picked, the goal originally was to just pick three that we really, really liked. And then a few others, they're like, okay, these are good, we just need to shape them up. We wound up doing six that right off the bat are like, we love these, we gotta do these. And then yeah. there are a few others that we started the production. And then we, had, we I said, let's be a little more focused. We can worry about those later. So Give a Little Lovin' was the first one to come out, uh, then then Break the Fall, and, and the third one, It Never Rains in L.A. Um, when we, we have so many more. It's just that now, based on what may be coming up down the road, we have to reassess how we want to release these songs and when do we want to release them. There are certain things, as it happens, whether you're on a major label or you're independent or you're self-release, whatever it is, that it doesn't always go by the book of how you originally thought it would be. So in this case, there's been a lot of hurry up and wait. And like, we got to get this out. We got to get this out. All right. Well, now we got to sit on it. Well, now we should do this or we should, we need to drop this right away. Or oh, no, maybe not. So there've been certain things that have kind of altered the plans, not necessarily in a good or bad way, just a different way. And I'm of the belief that, I shouldn't put something out there just for the sake of it being out there. No, 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 no. There. I want no. it to get to people because otherwise it's more of a hobby than a profession. So that's, that's kind of where it is. It's all right. We got these things and I would have liked to have released more songs and we still can in 2022, but I think there might be hopefully a bigger project lined up for 2023. So well, speaking of that, what, what can we expect coming in, I guess, fourth quarter, the balance of 2022 that we're already in and going into 2023? What's what's Jamie got up his sleeve now? What's going on? Well, I'm working on finally getting some full band shows back. 
because mm -hmm. what I've been doing this year to get back on stage is more of these duo and solo acoustic things and some some streaming stuff for for different groups that I've done work with that it's like all right we're doing a living room session sort of situation but I really miss being on stage with my musicians and I've never really gotten to play most of my new material of the last three years live I mean I've done little things here and there but not really not the way I would like to so my goals right now are to start lining up things for the first half of 2023. And if there are some opportunities for that final quarter this year, if it makes sense, I'll do it. But I don't think it will probably make sense for the full band. It may be something where uh, I hop on stage with some people or I do another stripped down situation. But uh, yeah, there's nothing. That, that's a good plan. I like that. Yeah, and, and my hope is to go back into the studio soonish to finish one of these tunes that I'd like to get out in the be the beginning of next year as a kind of lead single for 23. So that'll be really cool. So we're excited. Yeah. You yeah. know, one one of the things we always like to do because you know Heart of Indie Radio is education based, and you've always been very inspiring to so many of these artists. Uh, who are bo both established a little bit and some who are just up and coming that really are just getting their feet wet. So I want to ask you a question. What advice would you offer to new up and coming indie artists who maybe haven't made it into the studio for the first time yet and kind of feeling their way through that? That's a very expensive venture to, to trip yeah. over, you know? Yeah. Or maybe they've been in a studio. Now they're going to hit the road for the first time. You know, they've got they've got their gear. They've got their band. They're about to hit the road and they don't see the brick walls ahead yet. But they're coming. Yeah. So would you mind sharing your life experience and dealing with this? And Sure. Absolutely. I think the most important thing in getting into this crazy life of music is to really be honest with yourself. And a lot of times that means the hard truth. Sometimes oh, yeah. who you who you may be working with seems like a good idea at the start. But then as you start developing the project, whatever that is, if it's in the studio, if it's writing, if it's rehearsal places or musicians in the band or booking agents, whatever, you know, relationships evolve. And just because you like somebody a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, whatever, sometimes as time moves on, that relationship can drift apart. And if it's no good anymore, you have to move on. And same thing with the song. Maybe the idea of the song was originally something you were very excited about. But as you continue to work on it, it's not going anywhere and you're just spinning your wheels. Well, right. there comes a point where you have to say, you know what? Let's move on from that. Maybe this isn't the thing. Yeah, you and grow. You grow as an artist. It's not you anymore. It's time to right. Do or, or it's you just. It's kind of hit a wall. And I've had plenty of instances like that where, like, man, I thought that was really great, and we were all really excited about it. Now we're not excited about it. So you can put it in the vault, and then maybe as you're writing something else down the road, you go, oh, you could really use a bridge here, or it needs a better B section. You go, wait a minute, that other one that we didn't finish that we weren't excited about anymore. Maybe that's the one that goes in there, you know? And it's, it's the same thing about then touring. Maybe you really, really want to play 
this grandiose venue, but you're still cutting your teeth and you can't get in there and you're trying and you're trying and you're trying. Well, you have to play some of the lowly places first. You're going to figure have to it play, out. Yeah. Yeah. Play your version of the all Asia bar and, and climb up the ranks a little bit because we're so used to instant gratification, particularly from social media and streaming services that everything is right there. You can just have it. But just because even if you have success with a song, if you've never been on stage before, and I've been having these conversations more recently that uh, I do a lot of mentorship programming with my alma mater. And I was a mentor for the Recording Academy's Grammy U, the Grammy University stuff. And in talking with some of these up and comers, they've just been working in their bedrooms and making things there, which is great. You have the capabilities now to do that much easier than you did, say, 35 years ago. But they're not getting on stage. They're not used to playing with other musicians. They're not used to having to interact with an audience. It's so different. Even, yeah. You yeah, step on so that stage if, with 10,000 plus people. It's a whole different atmosphere. Or even if it's just 10 people, it doesn't matter. If you get up there and you have all those eyes on you and you go, you know, stage fright. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> you know, or if you have no stage presence and you're just, I'm going to sing my song right here. Then you oh, lose, gosh. you know, it's like, what, <laughs> you know, like what, what's going on? So that's something that has actually, I've learned been more and more common that, that these younger acts, teens and early twenties and whatnot are, are releasing song after song after song and multiple EPs. And you look at like, wow, you got a pretty solid discography right now. What's your touring history? Like, what's a touring history? I've never been on stage once before. It's like, well, you have half a million streams or, you know, you, you've got uh, 2,000 monthly listeners or this, that, and the other thing. I've never done a live show. Like, oh, well, that's something you really have to consider. And I mean, fortunately, there is this luxury now that you don't have to do it the same way where if you don't want to do the grind, maybe you don't have to. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's a genre thing. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I... Uh, always have had the old school mentality and growing up in a musical home, I saw my dad perform. I saw him go on the road. And before I was born, I heard all the stories of where he'd just be traveling all over the place and, and doing his thing. And all the artists that I look up to, um, they tell you stories of it'd be 10 months on the road. Then you have Christmas and then January back in the studio and then February back on the road again. So you'd be thinking about this dynamic of, album to tour to album to tour and the singles sprinkled in so long-winded version of saying i think you have to really be honest with yourself of what kind of artist do i want to be do i want to be doing something where i'm mainly just this digital presence do i want to be a road dog do i want to be commercial do i want to be avant-garde where do i really see myself as a singer as a songwriter as a musician whatever you may be. Am I the right person to produce and engineer this album or should I seek outside help? You know, you have to be yes. honest because it's an expensive venture, but you know, the biggest price you pay is your time. If you're going to pour all this time into something, make sure you get something out of it. And if it has to be just a learning experience, that has value too. But it's important to really budget yourself and prioritize 
yourself, whether you're the solo artist, you're in a duo, you're a band, whatever it is, everybody's time is valuable. And have that plan going into the studio. If you're going to go on the road, even if it's just for two or three days, know what you're getting yourself into because it's a lot different when you start sharing hotel rooms and cars or trains or buses <laughs> or, or airplanes. I mean, you're going to see all the stories. the stories. Yeah. You're going to see people in a whole different light because it's very different from just hanging out at home or in the rehearsal studio or whatever it may be. Now it's having more dinners together and having to share a bathroom and you know, who goes to bed early, who stays out all night you know, these are, everybody's a person. So you have all these dynamics that you have to learn how to, to manage those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is a learning experience. I wish there was just a textbook. I could say, here you go, do everything in this book and you'll never have a, but it isn't that way. And I've had people walk out on me the day before a tour, the day before a big show that didn't show up for their flight. That just, they're like, it, it got to them. They had a breakdown or, they got too nervous or too stressed out. And I had to enact plan B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it was. You got to have and those plans in place. Yeah. You have to, you have to. And and don't yeah. think that your favorite artist doesn't have alternate plans because they do. And you, you can't just walk away. You know, it's, it's no, you don't cancel the show because you don't have a bass player. You have a no, plan you can't, B. You absolutely can't do that. Yeah. Have, pump it into the sequencer or have the keyboard player play bass in the left hand on, on the keys or find a, a, a pedal for the guitar player that certain things might be able to be doubled or, you know, there's, 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 there's a whole array with new technology that there's no excuse to, to not do the gig, you know, unless there is an emergency situation that's mm-hmm. different. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, Jamie, this has been so much fun and so informative. It's always so cool to have you back because you're just a wealth of information and <laughs> such an incredible Pleasure. artist. How can folks find you online? Everything is at Jamie Ali Murad, J-A-M-I-E-A-L-I-M-O-R-A-D, jamiealimurad.com, at Jamie Ali Murad. You look up that on any platform, I'll be there. That is so awesome. So listeners, check him out online. If you're in the industry, and you want to book this guy, reach out and talk to him because he's just oh, awesome. Sure. You can tell from this interview, he knows the ropes. He knows what's going on. <laughs> so that is so awesome. Thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us. And we look forward to having you back very soon. Same here. Thanks again, Eddie. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right.